Hi, I'm Gabriel Stelian Shanks, the Artistic Director of the Drama League in New York City. Welcome to Talking Direction, the behind-the-scenes podcast going deep into the worlds of theater, film, television, and online content to celebrate directors, those visionary artists at the center of the plays, musicals, movie, and television shows enjoyed around the world. Each week, we welcome acclaimed guests to explore imagination, risk-taking, and craft, as well as looking at the past, present, and future of the creative industries. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. We're available on all platforms or by visiting dramaleague.org. Thanks for listening and for talking direction. Welcome back to Talking Direction. I am Nylan Hehim, the Associate Artistic Director of the Drama League. As an organization dedicated to supporting new generations of directors in theater, film, and television, I am thrilled to have two of our current New York fellows with me today. So our first guest is Christina Angeles. She, her, she is an Afro-Latina director and writer. She is the founding artistic director of Checkmark Productions, a New York City-based company dedicated to supporting underrepresented artists and telling their stories. One of Checkmark Productions' recent credits is Tony, a digital series inspired by the life of Marie Antoinette, written and created by Christina. Up next for Christina is a production of Ileana Pipe's Unfuck Whittable at Director Fest, and we will be getting to that a little later in the podcast. Our second guest with us today is Taylor Haven Holt. She, her, a New York-based director and choreographer. Taylor was recently the resident director of the first national tour of Hamilton. She has directed All of My Blood by Robert Norman at the Corkscrew Theater Festival and My Only Friend Jesse by Carrie Gitter at Ensemble Studio Theater, to name a couple of her credits. And up next for Taylor is a production of Inda Walsh's A Girl's Bedroom, also a part of Director Fest. Christina and Taylor, welcome to Talking Direction. How are you today? Hi, good. Thank you. I'm hanging in there. (laughs) <laughs> lovely, lovely. I'm glad you are. Are you all both in New York? Or are you out and about in the world? <laughs> I am in central Brooklyn. I am on Lenape Canarsie land in what is also referred to as Prospect Lovett's Gardens. Where are you, Taylor? I'm down in Greenwich Village, um, which would be really um, nice. I teach at NYU. It would be great for me to walk across the street and teach class. However, class is on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Funny how that happens. It is funny how that happens. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you were both with us today. For our listeners, these uh, New York fellows came to us at the, I will say, the rise of the COVID-19 pandemic, and they decided to stay within the fellowship with us. Um, and their commitment to the craft in this fellowship put them on the forefront of what it means to be an artist during such trying times, in my opinion. And I, I watch your cohort truly wrestle with questions of what is the work now? And it seemed like every day for eight months, uh, there was a new story of some civil unrest of our nation and unjust murderers of, of Black, Brown, and Asian lives. The industry was having major conversations around racial and gender biasness uh, and still are. I mean, a presidential election, a worldwide virus, and uh, your cohort um, really, uh, in my opinion, wrestled constantly with um, what it what, what it meant to be an artist um, for today's world and what that world is now. And I wonder, since you're, um, you're going to be uh, alum soon, not just current fellow soon, I just wonder where, where has that landed for you all 
um, this May of 2021. Where are you as an artist and a human think the work is? Starting off with easy ones, are we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love um, it. <laughs> I love it. We're just diving um, in. We're diving right in, quick and dirty. Um, I think that I, you know, my company Checkmark has been on hiatus throughout the pandemic as Mm -hmm. uh, my producing partner, Ayanna Parker Morrison, and I have been, um, you know, knee deep in the institutions that we're both involved with individually, myself at Roundabout Theater Company and her at MCC. And so we've been taking a lot of time not only watching these institutions that we're attached to reckon with this moment, but also wondering about ourselves reckoning with this moment as artists in our own right and as collaborators together. And I think that when, you know, as theater is reopening and as, um, as more opportunities seem to start sprinkling into our industry again, um, with Checkmark and also as an individual, I think there's just much more intention behind the work that I do, even more so than there was originally. Um, I was always, you know, here for the authentic and delicious and juicy portrayals of the lives of people of color and of underrepresented communities. But I think now even more than just that I really want to make sure that anything I put time into, um, anything I put money into, anything I produce, direct, write, um, has a, is here for a reason and is here um, to do good instead of just creating content to create content. Because um, I think if you're, if you're going to tell people something, you know, say it with your chest, you know? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, how about you, Taylor? I love that, Christina. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, when Nylon very eloquently was like, you, we were wrestling with um, who we were in this last year. Um, you were very specifically talking about me um, <laughs> because I, uh, as the rest of this group will attest, had like a, a bit of a... Um, uh, while all of this was going on, um, just because, you know, I, I, the re my reason for coming to the drama league, um, especially at this point in my career, um, was to continue to make the transition from associate and resident work towards my own voice and, and mm-hmm. what I do as a director choreographer, um, and the instability of the world at large kind of shook me while all of this was going on and I fell back on uh, what I know, which is teaching and which is associate work. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm at a, a bit of a, you know, as Christina said about like things that are opening up and things that are, are changing and, and hoping to be more intentional and specific in the world. You know, I, I do want to, I've been very lucky to work on pieces that I think are, timely and smart and i mean hamilton is the is the the first one that comes to mind but uh i i do want to also be intentional intentional about where i i put my time and my effort but yeah i don't i don't completely know uh what the next chapter is as we never know in freelance direction but amen to that sister (laughs) you know yeah yeah and i think that especially with 
the timing of this particular fellowship. Um, and the moment that we were in, there was definitely, and Taylor, you were not the only one. Um, <laughs> there Thank was you. definitely moments of like, do we even stay with the drama league? Do we stay in theater? Is theater going to stay on Zoom forever? Is why are we making plays when we could be protesting in the street when we could be, you know, working yeah. jobs that actually pay you money so you can actually donate large amounts to political candidates you believe in too. And, and the list goes on and on and on. Right. Um, and so I think that, you know, any time where we can further examine the why behind what we're doing is, is, is an opportunity worth taking. Oh, I love that. First off, thank you both um, for just, just speaking so freely and sharing your thoughts. Um, and uh, again, I, I'm in a boat where uh, seeing um, your cohort, um, and I wasn't pointing at you, Taylor, but but I did know you had a particular experience. I know, Christina, you've had a particular yeah, experience. Yeah, I mean, Christina and, and I, Kate. yeah, we both <laughs> had a, I mean, but we were the ones that had the visceral reaction to Zoom theater, so I feel mm-hmm. like this is a, a fun duo. Oh, absolutely. Abs- no, absolutely. And, and, and what I'm going to say is that uh, I, I celebrate uh, the diversity the at your doorsteps and how you all, um, I, want, I definitely don't ever want to say embrace diversity, but how you tackled it. I think um, every artist um, on this planet, but especially in America, um, saw exactly where they lay in this giant tapestry um, of our government um, with, with the, the, the lack of... Um, art bailout that happened yeah. that is i guess still happening we're still in a pandemic we got vaccines but we're still here yeah. <laughs> um and um i'm watching i watched several artists um try to figure out um how do i start again how do i get this wheel turning i mean being an arts worker is so much about momentum and um, yeah. um we all know that so i so i, I just I want to celebrate the fact that you all stayed with us and to get through this and i just think that um, every fellow that I talk to or artist I'm going to talk to after, I'm going to reference this particular moment um, and what it is when adversity that isn't yours, but is everyone's is really at your footsteps. And what do you have to do? So I just want to lift that um, and lift your words. So hopefully on a more positive note, <laughs> the uh, American theater is like making these strides to open back up, which I'm screaming yes, and I'm and, and very happy for. And I'm not just talking Broadway, and I'm saying American theater widely, because um, um, I believe in our regional circuits and, and local theater communities. Yes. Usually. Mm-hmm. I think there's a task for all of us in this coming back. There's, there's this like um, hand on ground work. Um, a little to what you were saying, Christina, of, of, of anchoring yourself and um, um, this work that I'm doing, I'm going to continue doing past this moment. But I wonder if there's one thing um, that you can just, I mean, magic wand, it just is just, it's a thing out there in the industry. What would it be on this brand new day, this new light coming over the horizon moment? What do you wish is just with us in the American theater? Mm. whoa this was supposed to be the like easier question <laughs> i think it's just because it's just your want there's no need to be prolific screw all that we're just speaking we're having a conversation you know i think that off the cuff um speaking in rough draft as they say um, <laughs> <laughs> i think that um i want institutions 
to, oh, this sounds cynical. I want institutions to actually um, change the way they said they would change when George Floyd was murdered. Um, I want institutions to um, specifically listen to artists when they uplift their colleagues who are also on the same tier as them. When playwrights say, I want Taylor Haven Holt to direct my play, and they don't say, well, what about Julie Taylor? famous. Exactly. I want (laughs) them to say, you said Taylor, fantastic. You said Christina, let's do it. Um, And to really just put their money where their mouth is, because I think it's really interesting to see um, as things are opening back up, you know, the people who are still trying to sing the same song and different institutions who are still, you know, being given opportunities to... um, to program us, to program these, quote, emerging, quote, early career, whatever the hell that means, artists um, in their seasons and who, for whatever reason, may not be. Um, so, yeah, I think that it's, it's if I could wave a magic wand, it would be for, um, <laughs> for everything people said in their grandiose statements to, to be true. Yes. Hell yes. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to run with your put your money where your mouth is and say, like, I wish it all didn't have to come down to the dollar. I mean, I am very yeah. familiar with commercial theater. That's where I've I've worked the last uh, quite a few years. And, um, you know, I, I as I said, I also teach at NYU and I teach in the musical theater um, track. And, you know, these kids are from all over the country in the first big interaction that they have with theater very often are touring companies or their one trip a year to come to New York City and see a Broadway show. Mm-hmm. So I think like the ability for Broadway to be more inclusive and not to just come down to what is going to sell tickets the most and, and who is the famous person that we can put in the lead at the detriment of extremely talented, you know, not famous actors who have been working on their craft and and, and, you know, just didn't happen to get that one movie job that made them a superstar. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I think that's where my, um, you know, Broadway has a lot of problems. But I think, uh, you know, for for me, the the dollar just shouldn't reign supreme. OK, I feel the both of you. I'm going to throw into the pot. I want. I want theater back in people's backyards. Like I'm a kid who grew up in the projects and like, I want a theater company to come to that busted playground, flip it out and like put a production on and like all these apartment buildings comes down to watch it. I want, um, I live what you just said, Taylor with, um, the capital and the dollar of Broadway. But I think that's, I hope my artists become business people. I hope we all realize yeah. during this moment, we need to become business people and we give attention to Broadway. We have to realize artists make Broadway like hot, right? Mm -hmm. So we can make that downtown space hot. We can make, you know, this new space in Detroit hot. We can make a new space in uh, Iowa hot. Like, and, and, and I mean, the fashion industry understands that. (laughs) Yeah. And I, and I go and the music industry, I mean, look how indie that is now. Right. I mean, music, a music label is not the place to find the hot new artists anymore. You go to SoundCloud or something. And I just hope theater artists catch up to that. You both may be used to uh, this next question because uh, uh, here at the Drama League, we put these fellows in situations um, where they have to answer the next question in front of entry leaders and, and fellow artists and collaborators all the time. Um, and I think as we're about to transition into your work with Director Fest, I want to give you all a space to just speak about 
um, the type of work you create. And when I say I don't want to, I'm not speaking about the 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 work you you celebrate and motivate, motive, um, not motivate, but um, 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 support out in the world. I wonder very uh, um, narcissistically in the best positive of that word, <laughs> in the best positive of that word, if I am sitting in an audience and I am getting a big dish of Christina or a big dish of Taylor, what are you hoping the audience is devouring? What are you hoping um, they're taking away, they're experiencing? Let me know if I'm inside of a uh, Christina or Taylor a mind bubble. What's that experience? Oi. Christina, go. <laughs> I was about to be like Taylor go. Um, I love y'all. Um, I mean the, the the log line that uh that I've, you know, concocted when Dramali you made us introduce ourselves a million times a day for a week in August <laughs> was <laughs> Oh my god, I forgot about that. Throwback. Throwback. Um was that, you know, if I could uh pick and choose every single thing that I ever did in my life, it would all fall into a category similar or adjacent or within language driven, character driven, new plays, new musicals that center women of color, that center people of color um, while they navigate the intersections between their public, their private and political lives. I think the, theatricalization of code switching turns me on dude it is cool um i think that showing um women of color specifically specifically black women specifically latina women um in their juxtaposition to america in their juxtaposition to the societies that they live in um and how they navigate all of those worlds uh excites the crap out of me and so odds are if i got it like that and i can pick and choose every single play i ever do for the rest of my life mm-hmm. you will be seeing women of color on stage people of all kinds on stage women of color taking the last bow and navigating the gross and the dirty and the beautiful that is being alive Yes. I'm, in, I'm, I'm into that. I, I must say that you had me after all what you just said. You said the theatricalization of code switching, which mm-hmm. I think could be a genre itself. And I was it like, really could. That is enough. I was like that. You said a lot of other things that I lift. And I'm down for. <laughs> but I was like that alone. Look, my twenty five dollars is here. It's Visa. <laughs> um, like I think I think uh, that's 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 a a tall order, but such a a meaty dish to be tackling and, and, and putting out into the world. Most definitely. Most definitely. I love it. So I'm, I'm going to go down the street um, <laughs> to the premiere of um, the new Taylor Haven Hope play. Yes. <laughs> and, um, up in here. Yes. Um, so what are you yes. serving? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I started life as a dancer and I mm-hmm. uh, thought that's what I wanted to do for a long time until I um, realized that I was better equipped as a director choreographer. Um, and so for me, I feel like storytelling is at the forefront of everything I do. Character driven is at the forefront of everything I do. Movement is at the forefront of everything I do. Um, I received, uh, <laughs> this, this is my 
Taylor fun fact. I got a master's <laughs> in Irish studies um, from NYU. <laughs> it was like the weirdest con- like confluence of situations, um, but it was priceless to me. And I spent the summer at Trinity College in Dublin, and I just learned so much about my own sensibilities on that trip. And that you know, I am here for the macabre, and I am here for dark humor and a lot of Irish playwrights, which is why I chose an Enda Walsh play for uh, for director fast is um their their language um facility and um just the the irish sensibility to me is is really something that i can get down with um but i am a a new musicals person and i do want to continue to work with the brilliance that are music and lyricist folk because mm-hmm. it is just a superpower that I do not have and that I am in awe of being in a room with people who are making a musical. So, uh, yeah, not as eloquent as Christina, but. <laughs> no, but I mean, what, what I'm going to say to you immediately, I was eating up. You said dark humor. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I am very privileged and blessed um, with my theatrical training and, and the shows I've got to, to direct and be in across seas. And I'm used to a high level of dark comedy in theater, yes. but the American theater does not have it. No. Every, it's this, this, the, I think we, I think, and, and, and this is not me blaming them, but this is saying the success of people like Noel Coward and Neil Simon, um, Heidi Washington, like all these people have like coined light heart comedy. <laughs> um, and, right. uh, and and that became cookie cutter, right? Across the, the nation, regionally and locally. We were like, mm-hmm. we know how to do it. Playwrights were inspired, write them. And I just say, that is a market, Taylor, mm-hmm. that no one's driving down. And yeah. I am so excited <laughs> um, um, to jump in that car too with you and like go down that lane. Like that's, that's I want more of that. Yeah, I think me that's, too. I, think that's I mean, I was set. always the first one in line for like a Martin McDonough play or like, a, um, mm. you know, Enda Walsh is like, he has made this transition into once, which was, you know, obviously lighter, but, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I, that was the commercialization, but I think, uh, <laughs> the, yeah, it's just a very, um, specific <laughs> genre of theater that I am obsessed with. I think there's a formula. I think, I think we're waiting for that director to crack it. Um, um, in a theater format, I think we have it in a a, a, a live um, comedian format, right? Mm-hmm. You know, a comedian can get on stage and get away with dark humor. Um, we know films can get away with it, but I, I, it's something about. I, I mean, I'm ready to pay my ticket for that too. See, look at y'all got me pulling out my car. Damn, I'm ready. Yeah. Like, <laughs> give me this. I'm here for this. I mean, I'm I'm excited to go for both these. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for like like uh that vulnerability of like just the hopes and dreams. Like this is what I want to do. Um, so I mentioned earlier in our conversation that you both are presenting work in this year's Director Fest. Um, for you who don't know at home, Director Fest is an annual theater festival presented by the Drama League, the only festival of its kind in the American theater that centers the work of the director. Now, due to COVID-19, these directors have uh, joined us moving the festival to the digital world. Um, thank you so much, ladies, for that. Um, but also a big thank you to uh, Gabriel Cillian Shanks, the artistic director, Alex Guy Bennett, the artistic producer, um, and Patrick Surreal, our artistic coordinator, who led this uh, monumental shift for us. This is not our norm and probably won't ever be our norm again. Hopefully knock on all the wood um, mm-hmm. in the pandemic. Um, um, but that festival will be um, starting June 7th through the 23rd. 
there will be four fully staged film theatrical productions that will premiere. Um, if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, no worries. Head over to directorfest.org or dramaly.org to get your tickets now. And did I mention that it's free? Now, I want to know, why did you choose these plays? You've had a little under a year um, to be with these pieces. And I wonder, has is the decision of why you chose this play or why you sent this play for us to like choose out of the three that you sent us, right, um, still stands? Or has it changed from you now? Anybody oh, mine, mine unequivocally still stands. I mean, I, mm. uh, I, I loved this piece. Um, I, it was done, uh, it, it premiered in 2015 in Galway at the Arts Festival. This is a girl's bedroom by Enda Walsh. And, um, but they, when they did it, it was more of an oral experience. And you were in, it was like an art installation where you walked mm. into, there was three different rooms and the bedroom was one of them. And you just were walking into this little girl's bedroom and you heard the text while you were just sort of standing and, and looking around in the room. And so I found that fascinating and wanted to really turn that on its head and explore the, her as a character more and explore sort of how my play, she is a six-year-old who runs away from her home in Dublin because she just feels not wanted and goes on this journey of walking and, and never returns to her home and, and finds herself as a teenager now and is trying to analyze how she's wound up where she's wound up mm-hmm. um and i uh, yeah i thought it was i we i was very lucky to cast um a very talented young woman whose name is tara halpern and she slayed uh and it was just really fun i mean this was a very quick the process of rehearsal and um you know filming i was fortunate in that my play is short. Uh, she's, she's, uh, I mean, I want to say she's like a fourth of Christina's play. Um, yeah. Uh, so I think I, I got away with, um, some more in the rehearsal process and, you know, we had a lot of time to play and a lot of time to experiment. And I had never done anything like this before the filming, um, theater. I don't know that any of us had. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it was really a learning process and, um, Nylon, I don't know that you know this, but uh, myself, Christina, Kate, and Emma, who is one of the other New York um, directors and the classical fellow, um, all went and got drinks last week for the first time because we had never met. My heart is exploding for that. Yay. Yes. We got to hug each other. It was so wild. Yay. Um, Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, Signe lives in in, uh, Minneapolis or else. So Minnesota, so else, you know, she wouldn't have, we would have invited her. Um, But in that conversation, I found that Christina and I really had uh, found an affinity for for the filming process. And like, Mm -hmm. we were both talking about how jazzed we were about the whole thing and like sitting next to our DP and and figuring it out. It's a director's medium. Yeah, it was really cool. So I have to say that, yes, I was happy with my play. I'm, I was, uh, it was a great process. So, Yes. Great. I'm just going to fill in for the listeners some um, things uh, Taylor brought up. So uh, these directors um, get to choose a piece, um, no more than a one act, um, usually 60 minutes. But they can also choose a piece as short as like a Shakespearean sonnet, um, as long as they are, they have the, the pitch to back why they want to do it. 
So Christina, so why did you choose Unfuckwittable? Um, Besides I, from the title, goddamn, I mean, you get to walk around saying <laughs> it's the best title of all time. Um, people, <laughs> it's funny when the looks that I've gotten when people are like, "Oh, what's the show you're doing?" and it's and I say it's unfuckwithable. Um, but <laughs> uh, it was an absolute adventure, beginning to end. I mean. Let, let's not forget the lengthy pre-production process we had. Indeed. And, <laughs> and just like the ebbing and flowing of knowing that we were obviously in a pandemic. We didn't know if this was going to be in person or not. Of course it was not. Um, and ebbing and flowing between what form we were presenting these mm-hmm. shows in um, wasn't the least stressful thing I'd ever experienced in my life. Um, but it... I think Unfuck With a Bull, which is written by my dear, dear friend and close collaborator, Eliana Pipes, um, is a brand new play and felt more and more urgent the more and more I started working on it. Um, and with, you know, I reread it a million times and each time it felt like this was the right play to do during this time. Um, for folks who don't know, it is about a black woman who was working in a high level position at a tech startup as a programmer and eventually, um, falls from grace in a way and wants to escape from the life that she was leading before and attempt to live outside of a capitalistic society and thus lives in a van. Um, And it's basically her, (laughs) her journey of trying to reconcile with who she became in the system that she was working in and realizing that she may actually have ingrained much more of the white supremacy and capitalism um, that was, you know, permeating through her work and the society that we live in than she originally realized. And so she starts on this voyage of sorts um, that leads to her confronting a lot of what she's become and how she'll move forward. Um, And it was nuts. I think the rehearsal process took... I think any step of this process took much more time to, to process mentally. Um, even just being in a rehearsal space with cameras angled in such a way so people could <laughs> click on a Zoom link so they could watch what was happening and all of our COVID precautions and things. It was a lot to process, yeah, let the, alone be directing a play. Right. The designer run was wild. <laughs> it was insane. Um, we... And it was also, yet again, as theater always is, like a process of preparing, preparing, preparing just to let go of every single plan you made. Um, And once we got into the theater, um, I, along with my fantastic stage manager, Casey, and my fantastic actress, Alika Piper, um, were... Uh, predictably quite emotional um, being in the space for the first time and being able to meet our designers in person for the first time um, and being able to just, you know, have human connection with these people who we'd been talking to over Zoom for so long. But I think that the process in the theater was like simultaneously the craziest thing I'd ever done and also one of the coolest things I'd ever done and as someone who does have an affinity for 
film and television and does want to work in those mediums in my career. Um, I was really, really pleased that my work with Danny Theory, our excellent DP connoisseur. So um, good. We love Danny. Yeah, we do. Um, my work with Danny and our collaboration, as well as seeing how the sausage gets made of any kind of filmed project mm-hmm. outside of the one short that I've shot before, um, really excited me to work in film spaces again um and in the future and so i think that you know it i'm so proud of the work that we did especially with eight days of rehearsal and especially with three days of tech and especially knowing that we as directors had to direct a play and direct a movie um i don't know what you mean christina (laughs) um but yeah i think we came out with something really badass and we're in the final edits now so i'm excited for everyone to see it absolutely again i said this at the beginning uh that you both uh joined us during i use the word unprecedented all the time and i i I use it for the true sense of, of of its definition there just was no path (laughs) <laughs> there was not a theater or a film company or art worker who has ever done any of this stuff before, mm-hmm. um, especially under these kinds of um, restraints. Huge kudo to both of you for just, just embracing it, putting it on your back with all its frustrations, with all of its joyous bundles of <laughs> mysterious joy. <laughs> um, yes. um, um but you both, um, I will say I've gotten to see your work, one, um, popping in the rehearsal room, but I also got to see cuts. And I'm, I'm just like, okay, okay, <laughs> they're flexing. <laughs> <laughs> and you should feel good about that. Because um, to be honest, and I think I've said this to you all before, and I know I said it very early in the pandemic where uh, the feelings were not the same. But, but I do think this is the future. I do think um, um, this is how we break a lot of regional um, barriers and um, economic barriers. The theater industry has to find a new infusion of money. Um, um, and speaking of the coin, Taylor, right? Beyond yeah. Broadway, um, that allows us um, to be more equitable. And I th- and and film um, has a circuit to do that. Um, is the reason why we have a indie market around the world. Yeah, I think I agree. Yeah, it's exciting in a regional capacity. Like, I feel like that to me is, you know, so that it, it does have a wider audience. Like, that is really exciting to me. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Christina and I were just f- feeling, Christina, I'm going to talk for you. Um, <laughs> just, I can stress, stressed out by the Zoom of it all. Like, Absolutely. I like, and I can't take that. What, I hear you. I, dude, like, what we landed on, I think, was an, an amazing. Uh, like middle ground absolutely embracing theater in a theater but still having the accessibility of filming it so i i yes i'm i'm very excited about all that we've done 100 percent. and i feel like like when people ask me because i had a ton of director friends who were like oh my god you're in rehearsal right now how is it how is it happening (laughs) and it felt like this was my ideal combination um of how to do theater in a global pandemic as I was like, you know, (laughs) calling my mother late at night to like just tell her how freaking insane the day was of cameras and and checking and and monitors um (laughs) she was like you need to write this down so you can tell your children what it was like to make plays during this time Um, I love that because I think that 
this was this is beyond the zoom play this is not a solo show on zoom thank this God. is not at all not at um, all <laughs> but it's also as i described it to a lot of former and current collaborators of mine it's a total hybrid at least my production of unfuck with because i staged it i think if you didn't if you just watched what i made on stage no cameras no nothing You'd be like, Christina, I don't think you know what sight lines are, babe. <laughs> like, it Christina, wouldn't... I had an entire wall that like blocked down stage. <laughs> so like, don't even. Yes. Exactly. Um, because we all, or I assume at least Taylor and I, we staged these things to be filmed. Yes. Um, and yeah. And so it's not a, it's, it's a staged production for film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not a stage production for the stage and it's not a movie. Well said, Christina. <laughs> Absolutely. And what I love is that how you both are navigating the language on it. And mm-hmm. I think I think that's part of it being new, right? We're going to get better around the language of it. We're going to be able to speak succinctly about it. We're going to be able to speak where multiple brains go, yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, um, we're, we're practices are going to, of producing it's going to get better. Hopefully this is, is going to be a part of contracts when you are doing a state show that you also will be contracted to do its filming. I mean, right. like it's, it's, it's a, a beautiful uh, um, brand new uh, <laughs> world for, for directors. Um, we're close to um, wrapping up and I just want to get to uh, a question we've been asking everybody on the podcast. Um, so, I want to know, um, after learning much about uh, who you are as directors um, from all your time with me, including on this podcast, so who's an artist out there that you would just love to work with? I mean, like, if you can make, if I can magically just say, if you say it on this podcast, it will happen tomorrow. Who's that artist? Oh, my God. Ooh. <laughs> oh, my I love God. The <laughs> any artist, anyone, like designer, actor, any, any, and they could be dead too. Cause I want to bring some people back from the grave. Oh, my, my, on my personal too. list, I got a couple of people. <laughs> oh gosh. And only one. You can say more than one. I mean, come oh on. my God. Mine is like so immaterial to anything that I do, but it's David Bowie. <laughs> oh, Ain't no yes. shame in that one. Hey, come oh, on Bowie. Absolutely. I, Christina, go. I can't. I mean, I when I think of that, I think of like artists who um, it almost intimidates me the idea of needing to direct them in a play, um, mm. or an artist who like bring who you know you need to rise to meet. Right. Um, but like before I die, before she leaves the earth. So give me like forty years in that time. But I would love to direct Viola Davis in something. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Once, Speak it to existence. <laughs> once Captain Benson finally leaves the SVU office, I would love to direct Marsha <laughs> in something. All right, um, and I'll, I'll be down the hall working with Chris Maloney in something else. Deal. <laughs> oh my God. Like a two hander with yes. Olivia Benson and Elliot Stabler. And I, Stabler, I let's go. Scream the whole time. Um, yeah, I'm in, Christina. <laughs> and also, I'll say, um, before you know before things happen i would love to work with rita moreno on something Mm -hmm. yes i mean i want to be in the room with martin mcdonough is now dating phoebe 
oh what is her name from Fleabag. bridge yes yes oh they're, i would love right they're dating right now which i feel like i don't even need to work with them on something i just would like to have dinner with them and shoot the please i don't just, know i will just I apply for some nice. just yes. by all means let's go to the bar and talk about uh the american theater and please can they move here forever and <laughs> let's make some things Oh my gosh. How okay. is that, Nylon? That was a big, <laughs> that was good. I'm going to take that joy um, and hope our listeners take all that joy with them. Taylor and Christina, thank you so much um, for being with us today. Um, I just want to shout out again that they both have pieces that will be um, streaming from June 7th through the 23rd um, in Director Fest. If you haven't got your tickets, uh, drumly.org or directorfest.org. Woo, do woo. that a yeah. You do not want to miss their work. Uh, Taylor and Christina, thank you so much. Much. Thank um, you. It was lovely so having a second Come talk see with it. You. We worked too damn hard. They did. Yeah, right? Hey, hey, you heard it. You heard it. <laughs> I mean, it was the longest fellowship that ever existed in the history of the world to make these theater pieces. I love it. And that. we came out with something special, y'all. So yeah, we absolutely. Did. Absolutely. It. And it's recorded. You can watch it again and again. Yes. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Thank you, Nylon. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode of Talking Direction. Join us every week by subscribing while you're here. Also, let us know what you think. You can follow us and engage with us directly on all social media platforms with the handle at Drama League. Talking Direction is a project of the Drama League of New York, America's only not-for-profit, lifelong home for stage directors and the audiences who treasure their work on stage, in films, on television, and across the internet. During the pandemic, we're providing essential services to help theater folk and their families who are suffering from economic and health struggles due to COVID-19. If you'd like to join us in this effort, visit dramaleague.org and click donate or become a member. We'd love to have you as part of the Drama League family. Thanks again, and we'll see you soon.